Got to get outside. There you go. Swift. Take it off. Quiet trying to find him. That trips him up. Third and two. Keeps it. Throws it. Caught. Score. Down to the 40 yard line. Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. Whatever time it is, you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. And how's everybody's heart feeling? How's everybody's blood pressure? Woo! Tried to give you a little bit of a synopsis, some highlights there at the beginning of the podcast. Of the Eagles, just, again... 
the word that I used after the Chiefs game, resilient performance. And it even was more magnified in this game today at home against the Bills in some sloppy weather. Eagles trailing most of the game, looking really horrible in the first half, to be quite honest with you. Not much going on. Offense not doing a heck of a lot. Defense really playing pretty well. And the Eagles got some breaks, too, with some missed kicks by the Bills. Uh, but the bottom line is the Eagles persevere once again. This team has shown throughout the course of the year that's that's their makeup. That's their DNA of this team. And that's some very good DNA. That's some that's some DNA that you like to have in restoration come playoff time. Let me tell you, because that's how these games kind of go when you're playing the better teams and it gets tight in the playoffs. You want to know that you have the not only the team, but the quarterback and the players that can dig a little extra and get the wins, get the W in whichever way, shape, and form they can get it. The Eagles with a huge 37-31 win in overtime against the Bills in a total team effort led once again by Jalen Hurts, who, after, again, having a pretty pitiful first half, I think he had a seven quarterback rating. Seven. And uh, the Eagles didn't even throw for, I don't even think they had uh, 50 yards of total offense. It was pretty bad. Pretty bad. As bad as they can get. Again, rainy, sloppy weather. And a defense holding fort to keep the Eagles in the game. Again, a couple missed field goals by the Bills kicker. That helped as well. Again, inclement weather, which makes the Jake Elliott near 60-yard field goal to send the game into overtime. All that more impressive. And Jake is amazing. I mean, let's, let's not forget about how good Jake Elliott is and have a kicker that reliable. I mean, the Eagles made it tough on him. They had the ball, you know, to give them closer to a, you know, 45, 50-yard chance. And then a couple of uh, penalties uh, backed them back up into the 60 range. And Jake, in the rain, in a very wet field, kicks a 59-yarder to tie the game and send it to overtime, which ultimately... The Eagles, as you just heard, get a couple really big catches on a drive from Devontae Smith, who had a big game. Uh, a run by Swift to get him inside the 15. And then a Jalen Hurts keeper to ice the game and get the Eagles their 10th win of the season. How does it feel, Eagle fans? I mean, this is the gauntlet. Dallas before the bye, Kansas City coming out of the bye, and then the Bills. Kansas City, by the way, at home. I mean, I'm sorry, on the road, Bills at home. And Eagles haven't lost any of them yet. <laughs> they uh, still are the only team in the NFL with one loss. They still have a two-game uh, two lead 
in terms of the best record in the NFL, most importantly in the NFC. They found out before the game to just add a little bit more to this whole scenario today that Lane Johnson was going to miss the game due to a groin injury that sprung up on him yesterday, or sorry, on Friday. And obviously not good news because we know the Eagles' record when Lane's not in the lineup. Their only loss this year was when they didn't have Lane. Lane played, started the game, but left early against the Jets in the first quarter. The Eagles ended up losing that game. We know what the record overall is without Lane Johnson. It's well below 500. So not a good omen to start the day here as we learned early on Sunday morning about the Lane Johnson injury and the fact that he'd have an MRI and and then ultimately they uh, ruled him out for the game. And Jake Dis- Driscoll had to come in and uh, he kind of held his own. You know, he struggled a little bit early. Um but, hey, he's a backup. And, you know, when you go from Lane Johnson to anybody, it's going to be a, a downgrade. Uh, but I think overall, I think Driscoll played pretty well and deserves some props. You know, he held his own. It wasn't a disaster in there. Um, and uh, so, you know, we got to give him some credit. Now, listen, I don't want to take credit for what I said in the pregame, but I had a feeling. I just, you know, I had that gut feeling with the – Kelly Green magic in the air that the Eagles would somehow win this game. That's why I changed my prediction from the preseason predictions when I had the Eagles losing this game. I just, I don't know. Something was talking to me. Another voice, uh, the Kelly Greens. I, I don't know what it was. I just, I had a feeling that the Eagles were going to squeak out a win. You know, I predicted them to um, win this game in my preview podcast, 27 to 24. They ended up winning by five points in overtime. So I, you know, I was right about the close, the close score. Um, and I, I was going to say they were going to win it by Jake Elliott field goal, but I, you know, I ended up not saying that. Um, you know, late like it'd be twenty four twenty four, and Jake would win it with a, with a late field goal to make twenty seven twenty four. I didn't add that to my preview, but that's kind of what my thought what process was. I just said twenty seven twenty four Eagles, pretty close. Final score, 37 to uh, 31. But a little bit higher scoring game than I than I had foreseen, especially with the weather elements that they were. I thought that there might be more of a ground game in this one. Um, but probably the most exciting Eagles game that I've seen probably since, I mean, outside of the playoffs, talking about regular season games, I can't remember one in recent memory. Uh, I think the last one, and I can't even really count it because I had to watch the game after I knew about the game because I was uh, married at the time and I was setting up, I think it was around Thanksgiving, I think, if I remember, the holidays was the big come-from-behind victory. Um, I had some kind of function going on um, with the family when uh, the DJX game, the Giants' huge rally, I uh, kind of had it on in the background. I was able to kind of poke in and watch it a little bit, but I wasn't able watching it live like I, like I typically do Eagles games back then. So I can't even say that. I mean, if I had watched that game live, I would say that that would be the probably the most um, incredible game that I've seen in a while, but it's been a long time. I can't even remember really the last exciting 
Eagles game like this. It's been a long time, and it was very entertaining for anyone who tuned in to watch it. For enough Eagle fans and Buffalo Bills fans, we're all biting our nails and you know going through all the ups and downs of the ebbs and flows of the game. But the Eagles pull it out. This team just doesn't even know how to lose at this point. You know, outside of turning the ball over four times at the Jets, this team would be unbeaten this year. And all of their games are pretty close. I think they've won all of their games within 14 points. A lot of them are just been one possession games. So as good as the Eagles are, they're not blowing anybody out, which I think concerns some people. Um, I mean, would it be nice to have, you know, this team who we know is capable of blowing out teams do so? Yeah, it would be. But they're also playing the NFL's toughest schedule this year. We knew that going in. And certainly in the last few weeks, they're playing some very tough teams. So it's 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 really good for them to be playing these games. As much as we love to have a little bit more of a comfortable win here in one of these games, we could rest easy. Uh, these are the time-tested knock-em-out, drag-em-out fights and battles that you need that uh, prepare you for the playoffs. And the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, those two especially just they deserve a lot of credit for, for the mental toughness, the unshakenness, the resilience, the fortitude, whatever you want to call it. This team does not give up. Doesn't matter what the score is, doesn't matter what kind of play happened, doesn't matter what kind of freak play happened, happens. They just are unblemished. They just keep going. And it's fun to watch. This game today was an awesome game. And I was about to say that even if the, you know, I was preparing myself, I should say, to say that if the Eagles had lost this close game today, I was going to credit the Bills for being just as tough as the Eagles were. I mean, Josh Allen gave the Bills the lead with about a minute and 50 seconds left in the game. He did his job. And the Bills were leading most of the game. And the game, really, that they had to win. Bills are in a uh, battle just for the wild card spot right now. So this was a, you know, a must game for them. So they were going to give it all they had, and they did. And the Eagles just refused to lose. You know, Hertz gets just enough time to get the Eagles in field position there at the end of the first, you know, the first, uh, I almost called the first half of the, the game, fourth quarter, late. And Jake comes out there in rainy, sloppy weather, sloppy field. You saw, again, the Buffalo kicker who's good. They have a good kicker there in Buffalo. He missed two field goals in the same end of the end zone from, like, 48 yards. Missed them both. Jake was almost 12 yards beyond that. 
and drills a 59-yarder as clutch as it gets. Last play of the game, <laughs> pretty you know, last play of the you know original regulations to say to tie it up in, in a clutch performance by Jake Elliott. Could not give him any more props. What a game! What a game! I mean, you you just sometimes you shake your head. And Jalen Hurts, as bad as he played in the first half, he just un again unblemished, unfazed, whatever you want to say. Doesn't get rattled. Just comes out in the second half and just takes over the game. Makes big play after big play after big pass. His passes of difficulty in his those touchdowns were very difficult. These were not wide open guys. When he hit um, Devontae Smith, it was right, split between double coverage. Perfect pass. Wasn't wide open. The pass, the only one that was wide open was the the, the play to um, A.J. Brown. He was wide open on his touchdown reception. It was a great play call by Brian Johnson, who I was absolutely ripping apart in the first half of this game for his play call, and it was horrendous. And most of the blame for me as to why the Eagles were struggling so bad, I was just absolutely ripping him left and right. And I'm not, still not overly impressed at all with his play call for the entire season, let alone just today. But he does deserve credit as well for the second half play calls. He got it done also. So as much as I was ripping him in the first half, he finally figured it out in the second half and called a pretty good game. He really did. And the players executed as well. But that one play was probably the best play I've ever seen Jalen Hurts make in his career as an Eagle. The touchdown pass to Achaeus in the back of the end zone when he rolled out to his left. And again, he's a right-handed quarterback, so that's tough. Reminded me a lot of McNabb. That was one play that really reminded me of Donovan McNabb. McNabb used to be able to do that. Again, much stronger arm. But um, it was similar, if you guys remember, the big Monday night play against Dallas when McNabb scrambled to the right. It was like a 13-second scramble. Now, Hurts didn't scramble for that long. But after he did finish scrambling over to the right and end up running over to the left side of the field, then setting himself and launching it down the field much further than, you know, Hertz threw it. Hertz didn't have to throw it that far. It was, they were close to the end zone, but it was very similar to that play. For those of you who remember that McNabb Monday night game, check it out on YouTube. If you, if you don't remember, just type in like 13 second scramble by McNabb. You'll see which play I'm talking about. Anyway, very similar to that play. It's a very, very difficult play to make. And especially the fact that Zacchaeus was also covered by two guys. It was a perfectly located pass. And to be that accurate, throwing essentially a crossbody, he did set himself and was able to, but it was a quick set because he was about to get popped. And to be able to throw that accurate down the field to a guy that really was not open at all, he had to have that ball placed perfectly for that play to be a touchdown. And credit Zacchaeus also for making the catch because, again, very difficult catch too in rainy conditions and while he's being double covered. But Hertz put that 
right on him in an amazing throw. Amazing play by Jalen Hurts. That is, in my recollection, in terms of passing, he might have made some, you know, great running plays, you know, in his Eagles career, which I know he has. But as far as passing plays, that was the best pass play I've seen out of Jalen Hurts in his Eagles career. That was an amazing play. Not many quarterbacks in the league can make a play like that. Not many. You can count them on one hand and probably half a hand. So, unbelievable performance by Jalen Hurts. To be in the clutch that accurate and make those type of plays when the game's on the line, especially to play in so poorly in the first half. And again, I don't really blame Hurts for much of the bad production. I give most of the blame on Brian Johnson's horrendous play calling. But Hurts, you know, admittedly said he didn't play well at all either. I mean, he didn't. The Eagles looked horrible in the first half. Probably a lot of people watching that game going, they're talking about Jalen Hurts as an MVP candidate? This guy hasn't even thrown 50 yards in the first half. Well, I hope they tuned in the second half because that's why Jalen Hurts is in the MVP discussion. And if he's not the leading candidate right now after that game, then there's something wrong. I mean, he was amazing and led this team back and kept leading him back in, you know, not the best of weather conditions, without his starting left left tackle, without his starting tight end. Let's not forget that Goddard missed this game as well. Incredible. Devontae Smith, hats off to him as well. 100-yard game, touchdown, some critical third-down catches. Um He's the go-to guy when you need that third-down catch. I know Goddard's typically another one when he's in there. But without Goddard, Smith has the best hands on his team. Probably the best hands even with Goddard, honestly. You know, Devontae's the guy. And comes up huge again. The touchdown catch, again, not an easy catch. Leaped up over two guys and caught it in the end zone. Another great pass. By Hertz, accuracy wise, I mean he was so accurate today in, in those in those passes down the field, deadly accurate by Hertz. Man, did he play well in the second half? DeAndre Swift, a couple of huge runs. The one in the second half that got the Eagles going, kind of woke them up from their being asleep in the first half. Had a big like thirty-five yard run. Kind of got the Eagles into this game, got their juices going. And he had, again, that late run late in the one in overtime that got the Eagles set up inside the 15, and Hurts ended up taking it in from there. I thought Jalen Carter and uh, and Davis. Carter and Davis are two Georgia Bulldogs. Both of them showed up today. Carter had a couple of really good plays, got pressure on the interception that uh, Allen threw. He was the one that got uh, the, the uh, push up the middle that kind of forced Allen to throw that sooner than he wanted to. I thought uh, Jordan Davis was a beast against the run in this game. You saw him hustle on that one play, chasing uh, Josh Allen out of bounds, 360-pound guy trying to keep up with Allen and caught him in the ankle, actually, even, and got to get him out of bounds. Um, You know, that was impressive. So both of those guys balled out. We really did. They didn't give as much pressure on uh, Allen as you would have liked. But when they did, he was able to escape. 
almost every single time. I mean, Allen does a really good job of that. He's a hard guy to bring down. He's a big guy, strong guy, and he's agile. Tough guy to bring down. And Eagles had, you know, they were they were on him quite a few times with pressures and just could not bring him down. James Bradbury. We've been killing him all season because he has not played well this year. He had a really good game today. The key interception that led to an Eagles score. That was a critical point in the game, too. And he played just well overall. So, you know, hopefully this is uh, – we'll get Bradbury going because he's been underperforming all the year. And uh, maybe that uh, pick can, uh, can get him – uh, get him back to playing the caliber of cornerback that we all expect out of him. Uh, the Eagles did not get through this game unscathed. A couple key big injuries. One to Fletcher Cox, who looked like he hurt his groin as well. Um, can't remember if it was late in the second quarter or early, early part of the second half, but either way, uh, he missed a lot of the game. Uh, left the game. He was on the sidelines. You know, he did get checked out and everything, but uh, did not never came back in again. Um, looked like a groin, which could be very tough for really any player, any position. But uh, let's hope it's not a not a a pull or a tear or anything like that, because then like, he could miss potentially a lot of time if that's the case. We'll keep our thoughts uh, with with Fletcher and, and think positive and hope that it's not uh, you know nothing. Too, too serious, but he might not be able to play for a week or two, um, and they're going to need him versus the 49ers and, of course, uh, the Cowboys coming up. So uh, we'll see. We'll see about Fletch and obviously about, you know, Lane Johnson. Maybe they were, you know, maybe if this was a playoff game, Lane would play today, uh, and they decided to uh, give him a, another week to rest that, uh, that groin and hopes that he could play versus – Bosa and the 49ers next week, which is a much bigger matchup. Um, but we'll see. You know, see, we, he's got to watch it because that groin, it appears to be the same groin that he had the operation on last year. So um, the MRI, from what I heard, did not show a anything significant. This is what I heard. So this is, you know, this is a... A good source, but not definitive, meaning that he probably is going to be getting additional checks when he gets back, uh, you know, I would imagine. Um, but it doesn't look to be anything, quote, serious, where he'd miss extended time. But uh, maybe they just wanted to uh, give him a week and see how, it, you know, and get him back and ready for 49ers. Hopefully that's best case scenario, or maybe he's going to miss, you know, a week or two or whatever uh, with this, uh, with this new uh, groin injury. When I say new, meaning just new injury, but again, to the same groin that he had surgically repaired. So we'll keep our fingers crossed with that. But Cunningham, Zach Cunningham, and we talked about it in the pregame, uh, talked about Shaq Leonard and how I like Howie to get out there and get this guy, I was hoping that would already happen. Maybe they're just waiting for this uh, for this weekend, and then you know we're going to get news tomorrow that Leonard is an eagle, and, and how he went out there and got them, got him. Because I just think it's a gift to have this type of guy that of that caliber out there, um, experienced. When the Eagles have zero depth at linebacker, you know they got Zach Cunningham, and uh, you know the guy the the uh, Morrow. 
And uh, and then Ellis is their third guy, which we ended up playing today because Cunningham left the game and did not return. He played almost the whole second half. So that's a big injury. Uh, it appears, I think it was a hamstring, which again, that could take him out for a month. I mean, I'll be thinking how bad it is. So, you know, I think that Howie has to get Leonard. And apparently the Cowboys are talking to him. He's, I heard there's a, he might be meeting with the Cowboys this week. Uh, if I was Howie, I would say how much will it take? Within reason, of course. But obviously the Eagles have the best record in the league. You'd think that would be um, something that would, uh, you know, kind of draw a guy like Leonard to want to play for the Eagles. Of course, Dallas is a contender also. Might come down to whoever is offering is a better deal. Who may offer him like two years versus one year, you know, something like that. I don't know if the Eagles will offer him two years. Um, I don't know, but maybe Dallas would, and that might be the difference. Um, you know, because it comes down to money, I would think the Eagles would probably, I think they have more cap space than Dallas. I don't, don't quote me on that. I believe they do, but I'm not sure. But it might come down to either just bidding war or who can offer Leonard the better deal. I think both teams are probably desperate. Eagles probably more so than Dallas to replace them, especially now that, you know, Cunningham's hurt. I thought, he would, I thought they were desperate even before he got hurt. But now that he is hurt, they don't have anybody other than Ellis now to start. And there's nobody behind him. So, Howie, get Leonard. I think it has to happen. I really think it has to happen at this point. Um so, you know, stock up to uh, the fans, by the way. Awesome. They were at full throat in the, especially in the second half when the Eagles really needed to be pushed. Because let's face it, this Eagles team, this is the letdown game. This is the sandwich game that I talked about in the preview uh, of the Bills, uh, the podcast, the last one there. I said, this is the sandwich game. You know, you got the, Big game, the Super Bowl rematch on the road against Kansas City, and then you got the uh, the big rematch in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers, and in between, you know, the Bills. A good team, of course. But I think if there was going to be a slip-up, it would have been this game, and they certainly, in the first half, were slipping up, to say the least. But, uh, you know, the crowd was loud, one of the loudest crowds I've heard, so props to the Eagle fans that were there. Um, I think it helped. I think the Kelly Greens helped. Like I said that, I said it. I probably thought it was silly to say it, but that's why I changed my my pick to have an Eagles win this game. I just thought the Kelly Green would have a little magic, and apparently it did. But let's, uh, let's also uh, not uh, diminish the amazing leadership and guts, and the grittiness of the coach, Sirianni, because, you know, I think the team takes on the personality of, like I said, the coach and the quarterback. I said that during the pregame podcast and and, uh, and the postgame of the Kansas City game as well. I just said, you know, uh, teams take on the identity of their coach and the quarterback, and, and both of those guys are resilient and, um, and leaders. I mean, bottom line, they don't get rattled. They stay game by game, play by play. And Hertz especially has just this 
amazing ability to take his name to a different level when it, when the game's on the line, when you need to make a play, when you need to come back, when you need him. He's there. And he's there in spades. So a great win, huge win. Gets the Eagles to 10-1. and one. And I read a couple places where I think that they clinched the playoff spot. Not that they're, you know. I believe they're the first team from what I read. <laughs> I didn't uh, get this. I didn't verify it at all. But I think I read a couple places where this may have got them uh, a playoff. Uh, you know, get, got them into the playoffs. And not that that really matters. I mean, we all know they're going to make it to the playoffs. But apparently they clinched the spot today with that win. Um, amazing. Just uh, an incredible performance. Again, I can't remember the last time I saw this exciting of a game. It wasn't all that exciting in the first half, but certainly from the second half on, it was a extremely entertaining, edge-of-your-seat type of games. And the Eagles pull it out again. Uh, 37 to 31 in overtime against a desperate Bills team who now have to kind of recover for that one. And uh, we'll see if they're able to do it. Josh Allen's one heck of a player. I mean, he's he's impressive. Um, you know, he's a tough guy to bring down. He's got a rocket for an arm. I think the Eagles' defense don't get enough credit for this game. I think they're going to be overlooked. I think the Eagles' deed deserves a lot of credit in this game. Did they shut him down? No, they gave him 31 points. And they got two missed field goals against him. So, you know, you'd be like, well, what the heck was so impressed about him? I just think that they fought. They fight. They may give up points. They do give up points. But when they need to make a play, they seem to make a play. They need to get a sack, they get a sack. Um, Not every time because there's way too many third down and longs that they keep giving up which is so frustrating. But they just also find a way. They just do. Brandon Graham, big sack. You know, in this game as well. Huge sack on, on uh, Allen late in the game. Big play. So, you know, just... Uh, I'd like to have one of these games, though. I really would. Where you could just take a break and enjoy a win without being having indigestion and your heart racing and the blood pumping. Trying to root the Eagles on to hold on or to come back. And that's what it's been. It's just really what it's been. Um, I think it's four games now where the Eagles have come from behind from 10 points uh, or more down at halftime. You don't want to keep that trend going. You'd like to have a lead at halftime. Let's try that strategy. You know, I think it'll be a little bit easier. Another huge, tough game coming up. And we're going to talk about that, uh, you know, during the week when we have the preview podcast for the 49ers. That game is going to be a war. 49ers have had this game against the Eagles circle on their calendar. They are on a roll right now. They are basically destroying everybody in their path right now. So this is a very good team coming in next weekend. And Eagles got to heal up. Got a couple of key injuries here. Um, got to see how they make it through the week. 
And uh, they got to be ready for a very, 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 very strong 49er team coming in here uh, on Sunday. So with that being said, thank you again for tuning in to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow this program. Don't forget, do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. I really appreciate it. Rate it as well. Give me five stars. really helps the program. Email us at P-E-T-W-G-P at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Until then, thank you again for tuning in. Always appreciate you listening. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. 10 and 1, Fly Eagles Fly.